Mark's been on a, um, a, a journey for, a, uh, I guess, a couple of years now uh, in birthing the church. I just want to preempt uh, before I get into the message, and I don't want to be too long this morning, but um, I really feel like I have a message that, and I really feel like I, I have a compulsion in my spirit, uh, a real conviction in my spirit that this year I, I would really love to lead people closer to God. Is, is, is anyone in for that? That I, I think actually some people need a personal consultation with God the Father, Jesus the Healer, the Saviour, and, and the Holy Spirit, the Divine Inspirer. Doesn't He inspire us, the Holy Spirit? Didn't you love that worship? And so I honestly believe it's time, especially long-term Christians, and I believe in fact some people even bail out of church and bail out of God because they never get that close to God and they never, they never have that personal acquaintance and that personal encounter with God. And so they get discouraged and they don't get their needs met. I think everyone's in for... Uh, look, when you're sick, you want your needs met, amen? When you've got, you got debt, you want your needs met. When you're lonely, when you're, when you're, when you're busted and hurting and, and, and you're dis, disenchanted, you, you want your needs met. That's cool. Uh, you know, and that's fair enough. And, uh, but some people look to us, uh, Julie and Phil, if I could just get close to them. Thank God we don't have that church. We don't have the church that tries to get to us every week and tries to have our attention. I think we have a very low maintenance church and I appreciate that because ultimately there's only one uh, person, capital P, person, and there's only one that can help you and that is God. God the Father is desperately wanting to speak to you and desperately wanting to meet your needs and optimise your life and beautify your life and heal your life and do all that that he can. But it's God. It's God. It's not the formulas of the, of, of the, of, of, you know, the principles and the, and the precepts and the concepts and the Word of God. I absolutely believe in all those things. But ultimately, you must arrive at this place where you are sincerely and intimately and uh, transparently involved with God and God is able to speak to you and converse with you and actually have a conversation with you. Say, conversation, because that's the, the name of the sermon, conversation with God, conversation with God. I wonder if we can put the scripture up, Jeremiah 9.23, and man, I don't even know how I'm going to move even past this scripture, but if you've got a notepad and um, I want to lead you through I think this is going to be a series. I think, honestly, I think this is going to be a series because it's talking about prayer. It's, it's really talking about personal prayer. Uh, but but we, we need to establish a couple of things here and, and because if it's going to go for two, three, four weeks, I need to establish some scriptures and some foundation. Jeremiah 9.23 says, This is what the Lord says, Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. So we have three things there that God is saying, don't boast about these things. Don't boast about your wisdom. Don't boast about, you know, philosophies and high ideals and, uh, you know, the, 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 the wonderfulness of, 
of uh, you know the the, the 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 things of man. But uh, the next thing he says, don't boast of of your strength. Man, I'm not I'm not boasting about my strength at the moment. Or <laughs> uh, the rich man boast of his riches, and uh, he's saying, don't do that. But Jeremiah 9.24 says, but let him who boasts boast about this. Oh, okay. That he understands and knows me. See, knows me. That I am the Lord who exercises, that is, manifests kindness, justice and righteousness on the earth. For in these I delight. So Jeremiah speaking here of three things uh, the people of the world trust him. Wisdom, strength and riches. Wisdom, strength and riches. This is a phenomenal piece of scripture. And uh, God's saying, don't do that. In actual fact, it's saying our highest, our highest goal and our highest good would be to know God. Imagine knowing God. Actually, we're supposed to get to know God. And, 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 and probably the only way we can get to know God. But no, when we know God, it's then when we can understand these things. Let 24, I have that still up there. It's then when we can understand God's nature. And then in understanding God's nature that he is good, that we can understand people and show mercy and grace. See that? I am the Lord. If you understand me and know who I am, I am the Lord who exercises manifest kindness through. When you know, when we know God, we can exercise kindness and goodness and justice. What's justice? Understanding what's good or bad for for our fellow man. Understanding, no, that's bad. No, you shouldn't be suffering that. Uh, you know, there, there, there needs to be justice here. That's that's not good. We we need to we need to declare that illegal. Disease and cancer is illegal. See that? And, and you being lonely and, and busted and broken, we, we declare that not right. So we begin to understand the proper evaluation of people's rights, justice, the evaluation. We're the king's kids. We deserve the best life. We deserve the best faith, hope and love, the, the best smile, the best... We deserve the best, man. We're not groveling on the face of the earth under oppression and depression. We should be absolutely radiant, shining, glorious, revealing Christ, glorifying Jesus in all our ways of life. Did you see that? And righteousness on earth, which is absolutely essential to our faith and our worship of God. Understanding righteousness is understanding there is a righteous God, a holy and righteous God. When we understand that, that's when we go, oh my God, oh, oh gee, wow, come on, let's worship Him. And then as people see the righteousness of Christ through us, through being saved, they go, wow, how did you get right standing with God? How come you can hold your head up? Where did your shame go? Why aren't you feeling downbeat? Man, I'm feeling great. Jesus Christ died for me. And so when people see Christ's righteousness in us, it's then when God is revealed all over again. Isn't that great? Man, take, preach that one. Preach that. You can take that home. 
So in fact, the supreme glory of life is to understand and know God. That's what probably makes a a preacher or a witnesser. Someone who can witness is someone that knows and understands. It's like if you know a great bank manager and, and, and if you need a house loan, man, trust me, John Smith, oh, he's my mate. Uh, he'll give you a loan. Oh, I don't care if you've been bankrupt, busted, and you've got $5 in the bank. No, John Smith, the bank manager, if you see him, he will give you a loan. But we talk about God like that. Jesus, no, I'm, I don't care what you've done. I don't give you a serial killer. I mean... Uh, whatever. If you see Jesus, Jesus, he's Lord, he's the healer, he'll recover you, bless you and, and anoint you. And that's, that's what a preacher is. Because we understand that it's true. That God is. That God is. That God is. And we're not moving from that. God is. And in fact, we declare it and believe it to the point of the ridiculous. So the more we know God, the more we praise Him. And the more we praise Him, the more we know Him. I love this statement. Nothing is more important. This is talking about prayer. So how are we going to get closer to God? Pastor Phil, how are you going to get this church closer to God? How are you going to do it? You're going to lay hands on No, no, that's great. Uh, Are we going to have more events? No. Now, we honestly need to understand this, that we must allow God to speak to us, that we must develop a conversation with God. And that is the crux of my message. The way to God is through prayer. I love this. Nothing is more important. It's the source of life's greatest joy. There's no, there's no power or peace without it. With it, we receive supernatural insight and wisdom, Our ability to understand and love people is maximized. Don't you love that? Our ability, when we pray, are intimately involved with God or know God's heart. When we understand God's nature and heart, we can understand people better. And in actual fact, we're not intimidated by them, but we reach out to them. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Our ability to understand and love people is maximized. We think more clearly and can act more decisively. One of, the, one of the critical factors of a spirit-filled life to uh, lay hold of what God's doing around your life is to be decisive. There's an opportunity there. Turn, speak to it. It might be a person, it might be a situation, but you've got to be decisive. You can't be on the back foot. You've got to be on the front foot, ready, ready to engage an opportunity, ready to engage a person or ready to engage God. You've got to be decisive. It could be, man, I've seen a sunset. I've seen uh, like, like the sun setting and that brilliant light, white light that you get, which is perfect for photography. By the time I got my camera out, my photo camera, I mean, it's, it's gone. Or sometimes I've been able to take it. I took a f- picture of Julie at Tamworth years ago in 1994 when Julie was in a, a Christian country band, JT and the Charismatic Cowboys, which I was in the band <laughs> and, and there's about eight ten piece band that's where Johnny Ringstad is from he's, he's, he was the bass player in that John's not here this morning but I said uh, and Julia was uh, all country uh, she had a short denim jeans on and, and uh, we were in Tamworth the long weekend m- mode of being country or pretending to be country and uh, Julie was looking great 
and, I was tra- and the sun was going down. I could tell this light was coming. I pulled over. I said, Jules, quick. And we just ditched the car. I said, quick, follow me. I grabbed her hand and I walked her over through the barbed wire fence. And where are we going? I said, trust me, I've got my camera. I've got Jules. And, and we started to walk up this hill and I saw a big tree. I said, just stand there. And, and, and then the sun began to shine on her and she just leaned up at like a real country girl. And um, not like that, by the way. It was far better. And, 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 and the sun that was on her, I mean, and it lasted and I tried to take another one, but the sun was gone. There was a moment of decisiveness which I needed to lay hold of and it was in that and that photo now is in my office and I appreciate that. But Julie did, Julie did come, <laughs> she did, I did drag her there screaming and complaining. Our problems shrink and we can tackle opportunities with gusto. This is all through prayer. Most of all, we fulfill the reason we were born to know and love God. The reason you were born is to know and love God. That's basically it. That's why we're in C3 Tugger right now. To know God. To give Him glory. To know God. This is our chief aim. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me. Some of us need the Holy Spirit or needs to know the Holy Spirit. Some of us need to know Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Some of us need to know the Father, the Father God who just chose us and loves us and is always there for us. What if praying were like talking with a friend? I love this. Think of a time when you really had a satisfying conversation with someone who truly loves and affirms you. Imagine if praying was like talking to someone like this. Remember how you felt, someone who truly loves and affirms you. Remember how you felt respected, cherished and accepted because you felt love and admiration for this person. You sensed that that it was safe to share your innermost thoughts and feelings. You wanted to listen to his or her thoughts give and take in the conversation. There was give and take in the conversation. It flowed. You knew it was okay to laugh at yourself and were not embarrassed by your tears over your failures. After the conversation, you felt refreshed, renewed by the delight of having someone be real with you and with whom you could let down your guard and be yourself. Is is Anyone had any conversations like that lately? I mean, even husbands and wives would struggle to have that conversation. I mean, even a good friend, you would struggle to have a conversation like that. Someone who you just, you know, just someone who you could just relax and absolutely share your heart. Someone who you could trust and someone who you could be absolutely transparent with. And you knew they were barracking for you. You knew that they were for you. But you could share your failures. You could share your, your, your deepest regrets. You could share your fears. Um, someone like that. I mean, truly, we don't even get that in, in marriages. But we don't, you know, sometimes we don't even get it. And a lot of times we don't even get it within the church or within Christ, with Christian fe- uh, fellowship. Let's be honest. So who is this person that we can come to and have this such profound relationship with of being transparent and sharing our deepest needs, our deepest desires, but our deepest struggles, our hurts, 
Someone that we can say, blah. Who is that person? Look, the book of Psalms, which is, you know, which is David really sharing with us his plight about trying to fulfill his calling of being a king and, uh, and of course, answering his calling to be king and an anointed man of God for the hour. And, and, and Psalms is really about all this vocabulary, all this language about understanding that, God, you know, David's a real guy. He has frustrations. Smite them, he says in some of the instances. What's that? You know, God, God smite them. I mean, uh, and, and I've had it. I've, you know, at one stage there in, in one of the Psalms, he says, I'm out of here. I'm, this ain't for me. My soul, you know, I can't even worship God. I can't even, I can't even know you or love you, God. You're just, you're just not there anymore. Look, I'm out. I just want out. I just want out. And the Psalms is brilliant. In, in helping us understand that the, these feelings, in fact, the whole Bible, uh, you know, when you look at even the prophets and the apostles and all the, all the great portions of the Bible is teaching us a vocabulary and, and a response to God, that it's real, that, that, that it's real stuff, that God, God wants to be real with you and he wants to stir you up. And then the Holy Spirit comes and gives us a divine, as Julia would say, a divine frustration. And we get this loneliness. And it's actually a gift. And no one can satisfy it. But you have this deep yearning within you to have conversation with someone. But can I say to you, The conversation is with God. It's with God. A lot of my prayer life in the early days was in birthing the church, was declaring. It was like if I had a phone and uh, and I'd pick it up and, and I'd say, God, we're here. We're your church. We're taking ground. You're building your church. The gates of hell will not prevail. Everywhere we tread, every place we place out here we will take in your name and Jesus help us and we would just declare and 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 take it to him without taking a breath but imagine if someone talked to you like that on the phone and you just answered the phone and someone said how you go right yeah and didn't even take a breath and didn't give you even an opportunity to respond it just went at you for five minutes, ten minutes. Well, well, uh, well okay. Well, uh, yeah, well. well uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and then you're just about to say, and then they just hung up on you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we get sort of uh, programmed like that through prayer meetings because that's what we do in prayer meetings. We, we don't really, we don't go, Lord, uh, we, these are our concerns for some people and, and you're God and we commit the day to you and, and, and we, we don't allow that time for God to speak back to us. Not in prayer meetings. We, we sort of do a lot of declaring. A lot of declaring. But actually, personal prayer is about silence. Saying some stuff. God's stirring. The, well, actually, he, he stirs us to the conversation. 
We don't have to seek him as much as he's already sought us, found us, and he has already started the conversation with us. Do you know what I'm saying? We think, oh God, he's hard. Where is he, man? Man, there's a, you know, the, the heavens are like brass. I, I can't get through. No, he's right there, man. Since, since the crucifixion, there's an open heaven over the planet. Since the crucifixion, we have an open heaven. And he's there. And he's really already stirred up the conversation already. And we have this odd thought that, that, that we're searching him out. Oh, you found me. Yeah, I was in the back paddock. I was tending. No, he's there. He's right there. He's right there. No, he's right there. God's stirring us to pray. God's stirring us to conversation. And I love this thought. I love this thought. And some would think it presumptuous that we can talk to the almighty God of the universe. That we can actually converse with him. You mean you talk to God? Yeah. Yeah, we talk to God. And he talks back. Yeah, that's right. He talks back. Uh, you know, you can even read some secular books about conversation. And it says you must be a good listener as well. You must be a good listener. You must speak. And not too long. But you must throw out a thought. Stop. Let the person respond. And then good conversation is a little bit of a to and froing, Listening, saying, listening. Not just, blah, hang up. <laughs> it's not like that. All right, let me, let me push on. Hallelujah. I've got to get into some scripture here. Scriptures inspire us to pray. We know that. Let's have a look at uh, Isaiah 65:24. Okay, let's crunch this. First step of prayer preparation. There's, there's really, there's <laughs> through this prayer, um, through this prayer, through the maturity of prayer. There's actually stages, and it, and it goes like this: preparation. We don't have PowerPoint this morning, sorry, but uh, preparation, praise, confession. Thanksgiving, meditation, intercession, supplication, guidance, and then the empowering comes. Then the empowering comes where, where God begins to give you wisdom and understanding, but gives you strategy to take on what you've got to, what you've got to do. So ultimately, that's, where, that's what real mature prayer is. It's about those steps towards God. And so, let's have a look at this. Uh, Isaiah 65, 24, we got that? Before they call, this is you, before they call, I will answer. So God's already there. He's already there. He's, he's got the phone, man. He's, he's just, he's standing there with the phone, ready to answer. But you've got you to understand this, that he prompts, he prompts you, and he's waiting so it says, before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. This is amazing. And, and Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God's right there. He's thinking of us. He's just right there. He's thinking about you right now. 
Imagine, imagine someone opening a conversation like this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to, imagine someone speaking this to you. Imagine someone you cherish and appreciate their opinions and someone that you honestly, you know, really appreciate. Imagine someone like this, uh, Daniel, coming into your life. I don't know, one of your heroes. And coming to you and saying this to you. For I know the plans I have for you, Daniel. Declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you'll call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Imagine having someone like that. Imagine having someone like that. God's like that, man. God's like... uh, Think of the best care you could get. And thanks, Julie, this week for caring for me, bringing my breakfast and, you know, helping me, bringing me water and that. And she's just awesome. She's, no, she's, she's, she's awesome. And, 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 and um, but imagine that care a million times over. That's, that's what God is. Imagine that care a million times over. Now you're starting to understand this heart that God has towards us. Okay. Jeremiah 33.3 Of course he wants to guide us. Of course he understands that we have burdens. Of course he understands that we're easily discouraged. That difficulties pile up. Of course he knows that some of us are sick. Of course he knows our deepest frustrations. And then he opens a conversation by saying this, Jeremiah 33.3, Call to me and I will answer you. You hear that? Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Call to me and I will tell you unsearchable things. Now hang on, unsearchable things meaning things that you can't acquire by your natural mind. Things that you can't acquire in your own logic, in your own understanding, hey, come to me about that frustration, about that deep yearning, about that desire, about that dream, about that complication, about that frustration you have. Come to me. See that? Call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I love that. Don't you love that? Call on me and I'll show you things you'd never conceive of by yourself. Man, if if I honestly believe that and with the frustrations and and the complications and the problems we've got to solve every day, man, I would be praying every moment of the day. If he could give me answers, things that were unsearchable. Another version says mighty works, mighty meaning unsearchable things, things that you can't see or know to be true until you pray and let God converse with you. Do you know what I'm saying? There's things that you need answered and for this year, I'm honestly believing that this year, that somehow you will allow God to prompt you continually and start up this conversation where He can personally speak to you in the deepest recesses of your life and stir you to be real with Him. 
stir you up to be absolutely, absolutely transparent with him and just blurb, just blab it out, just throw all your cards on the table, however you want to say it. Just say, God, I'm frustrated, man. I've believed in your word. I've come to church. I've given my tithe. I've done all this. Now what? And I think everyone needs to do that. God's not wanting us to be tin soldiers. God wants us to be real. David, if you read the Psalms, you can see how real David was. David had huge victories, then he was defeated. And then he said, you know, then he had moments where he thought he was persecuted and... and, uh, He'd be spilling his guts. Is that all right to say? He'd be spilling his guts all the time. Another way God opens the conversation of prayer. I'm nearly done. Psalm 46 verse 10. One day, on days when we are loaded down with problems, are his words from his Psalm 46 verse 10 profound. It says this, be still and know that I'm God. What does that mean? Does it mean to be just silent? No, it means when you've got problems, be silent, just let go. Man, I've been lying in bed sometimes just trying to rack my brain, just going round the mountain, just... Who's like that? Who's, who's a businessman? Who's, who's got a situation? <laughs> yeah, and you just... Man, you thought you were tired. You actually did... When you hit the sack, you went to sleep for about 10 minutes and then you... And then, and then you, you, you're just awake. And, and then you start, oh, this is a neat thought. Yeah, what about that problem? What if I can solve it right now? What if I can solve it in 30 seconds and then get some sleep? Oh, no. That's the worst thing. And then around you go. I was like that last night, man. I didn't get to sleep until 2 o'clock. Thinking about a couple of things and I'm just going round and round. What is that? And God says, be silent. Let go. Let the grip of that thing go. I will build my church. I will supply all the finances. I will bless all the people. I will solve their problems. It's my church. Thank you, God. Let go. Be silent. Some of us need to do that. You like that? Uh, Isaiah 43:25. Some of us think we're so, you know. Here's another point I want to get across. Here it is. Some people are reluctant to pray because they're beat, up, they're beat up on themselves and they've got themselves on the outer and they feel, you know, like, I'm not worthy. You know, who am I to come to God? And I'm not going there. I just can't do it. And Isaiah 43, verse 25. I, even I. Who is this I, even I? Who, who is this? Who's, I, even I, am he who blots out. Maybe the I is Jesus. I, even I, who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. I, even I, who blots out your sins, am calling you into conversation. I'm calling you into conversation. It's through Christ that that we're called to prayer. Revelation 3.20 here I am. I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I love this, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. In biblical times, having a meal with someone was like a joyous... I can imagine you guys have it all the time. You get pizzas in, you watch the, the you know, that football game. Yeah, they know they play games now, yeah, yeah. The, the state of origin and you've got your pizzas flying around. Oh, ho, ho, where? And they're, they're just enjoying themselves. And, and now they play board games, they tell me. Well, I've got to see that. But, uh, but Jesus is actually saying, come in. Let, let me in. Let me have access. Knock, knock, knock. Let me have access. Let me converse with you. Let me, let me have a pizza with you. Let me play a board game with you. Let's chill out. Let, let, let's just hang loose. That's what God's saying. Let's hang loose. Let's shoot the breeze. Come on, tell me. I mean, is that what you guys do? Do you have good fellowship when you meet up with these guys? You do. You shoot the breeze. You're mostly laughing and chuckling and enjoying yourself. But there's times where you're a little bit serious and that's what God does. He's not, all, he's not wagging his finger all the time at you. He's saying, yeah, tell me about it, man. Yeah, I went through that. Yeah I, yeah, I lived on the planet Earth. You know that. You know, I was there for 33 years, you understand. Oh, that's right. Is that right? I thought you were high and lifted up. And, you know. He said, no, I was down there, man. I, I, I got some splinters in my feet. I got some blisters. I, you know, I got thirsty. I got hungry. I know what you're talking about. See, see, come on. I'm knocking. And he knocks, but we've got to give him access. Prayer does not enable us to do a greater work for God. Prayer is a greater work for God. Why? Because in prayer we have communion with God. See, we we think prayer will enable me to do the greater work. But really, prayer is the greater work because it links us to God. It links us to God. It links us to God. I'm nearly done. I've got to get this thing through, but... Mother Teresa of Calcutta says, puts it clearly, Pray, prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself. Prayer enlarges the heart until it's big enough that it can contain God himself. I'm telling you, man, some of you got to learn to pray and be real about your prayer. Don't copy Pastor Phil when you see him in a public uh, prayer meeting when I'm waxing lyrical about all the scriptures I know and, and declaring and... And, and prophesying and rebuking and rebuking and taking ground and taking ground. That's not personal prayer. You don't do that. Oh, Jesus, I just thought we would pray. In Jesus' name. God, who is this guy? Imagine, imagine Jesus knocking at the door. Look, stand up. You knock at the door. I can hear you. I'm just minding my business. Okay, knock, 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 knock. Help me. You knock, just knock, just stand there. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah, I'm going to open the door. Oh, it's Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, dear Lord. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Jesus, you are. Oh, wow. No, he's just saying, hey, chill. He, you know, yeah. He's saying, hey, hey, chill, chill. The neighbors are here, man. <laughs> hey, you got a board game? Let's, just, let's get some pizza in. Let's get some pizza in. I just want to chill with you, man. Hey, stop, stop that. Stop that. How shall we respond? How shall we respond? Here's a couple of scriptures that help you respond. Psalm 42 verse 1, home straight, as the deer pants for streams of water. When you get your soul like this, man, if you want to hear God and talk to God and converse with God, have this scripture as, as, as a helper. 
it's a gracious, gracious invitation of God to, to, to stir us to pray. Let's, let's believe that. But, but I, I want to teach you as the weeks go by how to respond to God. One of the key ways to respond to God is to go back to the scriptures and look how, how the prophets responded, how the apostles, uh, uh, the, the poetry writers, how these great people of God responded to God. And, and I love this, as the deer pants for streams of water. Julie gets like this all the time. She, she, kids get worried. Oh, now here goes mum. She's up in the, in, we got a double story bedroom and she's up there wailing and crying. And, oh, okay, here we go. Keep the TV off. Keep the TV off. Here goes my... As the deer pants for streams of water, my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When when can I go and meet with God? And then, of course, God gives the best stuff to those sort of people that really... Like this guy that was crying out for his spine to be healed. Man, I've never seen a grown man. I mean, he was such a... Uh, a strong man too in his heyday, but he was reduced to just, a, 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 you know, just a, just what is it, a, a shell, a shell of who he was, and he was literally crying out for his very life. He was literally crying out for this healing, and and it's in those times where God, I believe, we get His attention, and He says in Isaiah 41 verse 10, "So do not fear, for I am with you." Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Some of you need to hear this this morning. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Nothing like a strong arm to lift someone up. Man, I was... Halfway up, 20 metre sheer, sheer uh, cliff. And I'd gotten so far and I could not get up. I was stuck and I could not go down. And I was literally about two metres, say, from the top. And I was just stuck. Like, you've seen those walls, they do that. in Yeah. And I was just stuck in a position where my arm was fully extended that way and my arm was fully extended that way. My leg was extended. My, my leg was extended. And I, and I couldn't let go. Not one point. There was not one point I could let go. And down the bottom was like 20 metres. And I went, what am I going to do? Don't boast in your strength. Don't boast in your strength, the Lord says. Don't boast in your wisdom. Don't boast in your riches. I'm trust. Trust me, I've been in many situations where I've not been able to boast on those things. And, I, and my mate who'd gotten up down, uh, down the ways, he'd gotten up top. He said, he popped his head over and he said, you right? I said, no. He said, I'm going to reach out my arm. I'm going to let go of this arm. I'm going to reach out. And he was, he was, he said, yeah, yeah, okay. And he said, now grab my arm. When I let go, grab it, won't you? Give me the monkey grip sort of thing happening, you know, because I'm going to let go. I'm stuck. I need you. And he reached over his great big arm, great, strong, surfy arm. And uh, he reached over and I let go and he grabbed me and he pulled me up. That's God's arm, man. That's what God wants to do for you. And if that's not enough, have a look in Proverbs 103, the last scripture 
If you need your soul, your mind, your body awakened to God's benefits and who He is, have a look at this scripture, mark it, underline it, Psalm 103 verse 1. Read this scripture out to yourself. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? See all your sins, all your diseases. You're you're reminding yourself. Verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Verse 5, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That will, that will awaken your soul, your mind, your body to the fact of who God is, what He wants to do, how and why we should praise Him and converse with Him. Let's all stand. God bless you. We've got to get to know God. Let's just close our eyes just for a moment. Let's pray. Kids are being great. People are being great. Wake-up call. Lord, I need a wake-up call to my whole life, to myself, my mind, my soul, my body. Lord, Lord, I'm asking that, that, Lord, that you would prepare me to respond to you, that you would stir my spirit, that you would give me the gift of even being lonely for you. Dear Father in heaven, no man, no person, No one can fill that void. Listen, young people, be careful of gravitating towards the opposite sex, thinking that that is going to satisfy your depleted yearnings for God. Because when you're in love with God and you have an undivided heart, because when you're passionate for God, You won't look to your friends to satisfy you in the deepest parts of your life. Be careful if you're looking, I'm talking to single people, if you're looking for someone to satisfy the deepest yearnings in your life that only God should fulfill. Because you will find yourself bitterly disappointed. Lord, I'm stunned and I'm amazed by your desire to converse with me, to to love me, to bless me. I'm stunned and amazed that you would stir me, that even before I even started to search you out or begin to pray to you, you have already initiated towards me a great love to me. Jesus, I thank you for your righteousness. That God, you have not searched me out because of my righteousness, because of my good works, because of how much I gave, because of how much I prayed. But Lord, through your Son, Jesus, I'm righteous. I'm righteous. And Lord, I am the apple of your eye. So dear God, right now, I'm asking that everyone in this house They would have shame eradicated, condemnation eradicated from their mind. 
and that they would begin to realize that God absolutely, absolutely loves you, is enthralled with you. I know the plans and purposes I have for you. You are on my mind. God says, you are on my mind. Let me speak to you. Let me converse with you. Let me commune with you. Holy Spirit, teach me. Teach me, Holy Spirit, to understand these stirrings in my spirit. So God, when you call me to conversation through prayer, help me realize, help me understand, and help me be decisive to speak to you, to open the door and allow you in to my thought life, to allow you in to the most deepest recesses of my life. And the saints say, and the saints say, help me be still, Lord. Help me take my hand off and release these problems. There's nothing you can do. You've tried that God is God His promises are true and He will affect His plans in your life and in the life of this church nothing shall stop Him God you are truth God you are all powerful and God you still heal today you still heal our bodies today You are the Lord of my life. And I thank you, God, that you love me.